Welcome back to the Midrange J. This is episode five. Um, Got your two hosts. Yes, sir. Walid and Fad. Let's yeah. go. Let's get it. Um, this is a powerful one. Yes, sir. So we're gonna do this. This one. This is gonna be easier than the rest. Harder easier than, than some. The gods. <laughs> yeah. Easier um, than the gods. So um. I want to stand as usual. I want the two guys always in some other direction, but still the one or two guys. Yeah, the big two this time is is obviously Giannis AD. and AD. Um, I've gone for AD first. You go for Giannis first. So why have you gone for Giannis first? I think Giannis has fallen victim to the social media era of clownery and trolling. I think he's still a two time defense. Uh, not two time defense. Two time MVP and defensive player of the year. And last year's. Regular season is still very much underrated in the sense that only two other guys have ever won an MVP and defensive player. Yeah, and Giannis did flame out, but I mean, the thing with Giannis is if you have to game plan for one guy, and your whole team game plans for one guy, and you have to build a wall, and you have one guy guarding him at the tip of the wall with. The three help defenders and two, kind of two help defenders and on the weak side and two guys at the top that mm. are also got an eye on him when when he drives from either side. You can't say oh he's a bum. No, oh, he's yeah, a definitely. Bum. He's not yeah. getting single coverage. That's that's the. Um, Do you know what I mean? Like that's social media. On. That's social like, media. AD... Oh, he's a bum because we 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 got five people playing to yeah. to stop him. <laughs> like, and that's for me. We put him above AD. AD gets single coverage. And AD has a lot of times against those those warrior teams with Draymond has been iced out with single coverage. Mm. Giannis with single coverage against your Celtics completely just walked through them. Mm. And that wasn't even really single coverage, was it? It was mm. it was our Horford with a couple wing weak side defenders helping. It just they weren't big enough. So I think Giannis isn't given enough credit in that sense. I think he is the best player on. I think it, this is a shortened season and last year they didn't reach 60 wins but if they got to play their, their A2 win pace that's, that's, 60 win that's two 60 win teams basically back to back yeah and that shouldn't be something to be scoffed at AD mm. hasn't really led big seed in teams I think his impact isn't the same as Giannis okay and I don't think he did anything last year that changes my opinion of him AD. I, I honestly I don't really honestly think, he's always had that skill set. He's always been that two way player. I think the only difference is he's got to now play with LeBron. Okay. And now he's got to showcase it. But I think if you put any other player that's at his kind of caliber, you put Giannis, you put mm. Embiid, you put a Jokic or any of those other kind of bigs that are at that level with LeBron, they're winning as well. Okay. What that doesn't change anything for me. Mm. So I think until AD does something that proves him better than Giannis. Or Giannis flames out in another fashion that kind of makes me think, okay, now I need to recalibrate how I think of him. Okay. That's when the the rankings change for me. For me personally, I I, I get you what you say. The New Orleans Pelicans done a terrible job of building around him, to be fair. Um, my thing boils down to offensively, who's better? Anthony Davis. Defensively, who's better? Anthony Davis. That's what it boils down to me. I think on the perimeter, you'd rather, you'd rather, you'd rather AD than, than Giannis. Um, I think, I think yeah, as, a low, as a low block defender, Giannis is definitely better than him. Yeah, pro- yeah, yeah, no, not probably, definitely. But I think 
as, and I think the difference as a defender, on is Giannis can still could, play on the Premier as He well. can. But as 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 I don't like Giannis against quicker fours or threes or even a guard coming into him. I think he I think I think the I mean, AD in the post is he gets like against Jokic. Jokic was just backing down into him and just back, and flipping, got, it, right flipping it over every yeah, time. Yeah, he was, he was, he was. But um, but I, just, I still think I still I still think AD's a better defender. I just do. I just, you know when I hate saying this, and I hate using this. It's the eye test. I look at AD. He's quicker than him. Shuffles better. Um, like I said, can step out through a perimeter quickly. Um, still a very good rim defender. Um, just more complete than him. Just looks smoother on the on the board. Him offensively, I don't think it's a discussion. In my opinion, and it isn't. And you you should you should definitely think this. He can shoot much better than him, and he can he can do that drive and dunk behavior that Giannis does. Well, I say that, but I'm not trying to undermine Giannis because, like you said, I do think weirdly enough, a two-time MVP gets too much disrespect because, like you said, he's going to do back-to-back sixty seasons, and it's funny because you said that. Cause that's a, that, I think that's the best point you can make for Giannis not being a bum is how can you call me a bum and you got five man planning for me? Yeah, it's a job. So it's like it's like in football if someone was. If one striker was to get marked by four defenders, you can't call this guy a bum. If I'm, I've just got numerically, I'm outmanned. You're right, but I think also I think, to the, but the thing is that exposes Yanis's um, playmaking sometimes. I think it does because he's not a playmaker in the sense that if you if you use him as a as a kind of pick and roll playmaker and you make him the ball handler he's not a great because he's just not that he doesn't have those guard of playmaking abilities Mm. but as a post playmaker and as a like big playmaker if you put him in those kind of Jokic or Gasol kind of situations you put him at the top of the key with handoffs Mm. with middle yeah he's pretty good with that that. if you put him in the post like I don't like him in a, in a drive and kick situation in zones. I don't like that. I think he gets found out. He doesn't make the right decisions very often. And this is down to uh, his coach using him in that situation. His coach watches him, and I don't know. I don't really want to be the one to say it, but Coach Bud is a casual. Like he watches, the, <laughs> he watches him, and he still oh, let's, puts let's, him. Let's do that again. Let's do that. Let's roll that back. <laughs> he puts him in these situations and still thinks he should be at the top of the key. And and be the ball handler. He shouldn't. Mm. He should be use him in handoffs, use him in the post, trying to track doubles, uh, get cutters, and I think Giannis would excel better in those situations. Wouldn't it be fair to say that? Wouldn't it be fair to say that both Giannis and AD came up against the exact same Miami Heat defense, and one of them excelled, and one of them failed miserably. Now, of one course, of them got game planned for completely. Completely, you're right. And of the course, other one got played. Context, honestly, context is one's got one of them in Yanis has got a coach who is not malleable at all, and that kind of zone defense suits how he plays in terms of defending him. And then the other one's got one of the best playmakers ever, LeBron. You have to factor in the fact that when the Heat did play them, the Bucks, who are supposed to be one of the better three point shooting teams in the league were just treated like they were just told leave them open leave them open because that's how <laughs> that psyched that's them how out dangerous, a that's how dangerous Giannis, Giannis is. is yeah and I think a lot of people don't understand if Giannis gets played honestly he is one of the best players 100%. ever yeah like because in the regular season he's played honestly because I, teams won't do these like these gimmicks I don't because wanna, of his team I lacking versatility don't, don't want to do that thing where like we said we're careful not to do the stock thing like if Ben, if ben Simmons gets a jump on that but of course, he could definitely get a jumper. He's a 
He's one of the most hard-working players in this league. He he get into work. He's, his numbers are going up. And also, I think people don't talk about this enough. But when he came to the league, he was a good shooter. Now, I've seen a lot of theories of why how his form has changed and X on Y and Z. But when he came to the league, he was a good shooter. So there's a good shooter in there somewhere. So I just think he needs... I mean, it's a rhythm thing. It's a confidence thing with him as well. Because if, if he knocks down a few, he gets hot. I think it's a mental thing. It's definitely uh, a mental free thing. His free-throw shooting throughout the years has gone worse. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely mentally... There's something I don't know what, if it's if it's personal life or if it's just something within him mm. when he plays the game, but it's definitely mentally. Mm. And um, I think when his form from younger, he um, he bulked up, he filled up his frame, so he had to rework that form. Mm. And I think that kind of ruined his uh, percentages and kind of the natural touch of his yeah, uh, shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Undisputably, though, they are the two best power forwards in this league and yeah, arguably definitely. top three, four bigs in this league. Um, sure. So third, we both have the same guy and it's um, Demantis Sabonis. And if you haven't been watching Demantis Sabonis for the last season or two, well, you, you're casual because Demantis Sabonis is one of the, is such a good player. Um, I, um, what does I say? He's such an easy comparison to make. It's a lazy comparison to make as well, and I'll be honest. Are you going to compare him to his pops? What? To his pops, a little bit to his pops, but more to Nikola Jokic. Listen to his pops. I think I think he's a better. I think his game less is more less playmaking, more mid range, soft touch. I think he's high he's probably more similar to Grizzlies Gasol than he is to uh, Jokic. To Jokic, yeah, same as well. I don't think he's, I don't think he's as heavy playmaking wise as Jokic. I think why well, I think Jokic. Do you know what I think Jokic is lazy? It is lazy because you're both European. But I, I think, think Jokic because that's all. It's the IQ thing. I watched Demantis Sabonis and I'm like, I'm just like, you you switched on. I get the same vibe when I watch Nikola Jokic. I watch Nikola Jokic and I think, oh, that's... You know when you you know when you watch an athlete and you think, that's why he's pro and I'm not. Yeah. That's what I get. I get the vibe I get from Sabonis and when I watch Jokic. Because they do things and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I wouldn't even be able to think of how that, that's happened. Yeah, I couldn't even see that from me watching, from on, me the watching on the screen. Let alone being in the situation in the yourself. And, it, yeah. and that's the vibe I get from Sabonis and... Um, and Jokic, it's not the playmaker thing, or it's not them being European, but it's just that sort of vibe. Um, you're right, it's probably more like a Gasol. I don't think he's nowhere as good a defender as a Gasol, and he's a terrible rebounder as well. Yeah. Um, so, but that, I think but he's that's definitely thing, a better scorer than him. He's man. much better scorer than him. He's nice, from, like I said, he's nothing mid-range, soft touch. He's got a three-ball. Three-ball, yeah. It's, just, it's a good player. There's nothing more. He's leading a, that Pacers team to, to a decent season. And he and he was also last season, then into the should playoffs be an last season. This he year. should yeah on the on the current right here, he's definitely been all NBA player this season. Yeah. So um, it's a bonus, man. Um, so fourth, fourth and fifth, we've got the fourth and fifth. We've got that that classic Fahad Walid thing where we just switch them. So you've got Pascal Siakam at four, and I've got Porzingis, and then you've yeah. got Porzingis at five. I've got Siakam at four. Okay, why do you have Porzingis four? Because he's been out for a year or so. Okay. Um. I think and he hasn't been great when he. I think he was out for not last year, the year before, mm. and then he came back last year. He wasn't too great. Okay. And then he was out in the playoffs. So I think Porzingis below. I think Porzingis, bar AD is the most well-rounded out of, out of out of all of them. I think he's a sh- he can shoot, he can defend, he can he can pass, he can do he can he, he, they, what do they call him um, uh, the Knicks the unicorn. And why is that? Because yeah, he's so yeah, well round, yeah. so unbelievable round. He can go from deep from like forty. So I think Porzingis. The only reason he's so low on this list is because 
he's had injuries and he's had injury problems and I guess and and it's gone from being oh one unfortunate injury to quite injury prone. You're picking up a lot of knocks here and there. But I think if we're looking at a skill set and we're looking at when he plays Man, the Dallas Mavericks are a serious team when they get Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis on the floor at the same time and they're both playing well because it is it's not it's something that it's very hard to, yeah, to guard the pick and pop the pick and roll they're putting um, Porzingis in the corner letting Porzingis handle he's a good decision maker do you know what I'm saying yeah, he's, he's 7 foot 1 7 foot 2 they fleeced the Knicks so well. I don't know why the Knicks thought we should give him up because they had an all-star play, caliber player there that they could have built around if they brought in no, great he traffic. wanted to he wanted to leave yeah, because they're such a mess. But um, they could have got a better deal for him as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's why I put Paul Zingas in there. I think I, I, I'm still hopeful that Paul Zingas can stay fit and push I through. I, want, I still want to see Paul Zingas's impact. Like him, what he, yeah. What he, he's never fit he, enough, long enough for us to see his impact, though. But I think it's still right now, it's empty calories. Because um, I think the thing with Paul Zingas as well, there's, there's a couple glaring weaknesses in his game that... Such as, um, he doesn't really have quick feet. Can't really defend the perimeter. Guess that when you're like seven two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, but he's got he's pretty nimble for seven three. He is very nimble for seven three. Um, what else? He's weirdly enough, he's a horrible rebounder for his size. Yeah, I think he's he's maybe that's because um, he's, he's, he's not, very weak. He's very he's weak. Very he's weak. quite a skinny character. Hence, why he's also not a great low block player. Mm. Um, defensively, surprisingly, he's a decent uh, defender in the low block because of his he's pure got size. IQ. And he's pure he's size. Got wingspan, Seven three. Yeah. At any at any sort of the, position. But on the other side of the ball, offensively, he's yeah. not. He can't really bully guys in the block. No, that's not his game. He's he's no, a finesse he's, player. He's a definitely a finesse player. But I think he's also there's a lot of finesse players like Jokic that can also bully inside. Embiid. Embiid. That can also bully inside, but mm. he's not a finesse player that can do that. Quite, his frame is he's quite skinny, very, though, isn't it? And he can kind of, he can get guarded by strong, tall wings like six, eight, six, nine, nine wingers, like yeah, strong wings that can kind of just guard him up because they can kind of push him where they want him kind to. Kind of set their feet, kind of set like, their yeah. feet, and he's they're not going anywhere. Mm. So he kind of has to force up those long twos. I think he's very devastating when he plays the five. Yeah, yeah, he's unreal. Yeah, and even as a four, he's still a matchup. Because we we had so we so we had this discussion before we made this list, and I initially thought it was a five, but you told me he's a four because of our four. criteria. He is a four. A you four. are right by he's the criteria, but um, but he can very easily be put as a five. I think the issue that's with the same, him, same as Anthony Davis then because Anthony Davis is a four. But if if the Dallas Mavericks and the LA Lakers are in a playoff game, in a playoff situation, and they want to maximize their teams, they both match them up at, five. at fives. But then they'd end up matching each other up. Oh, if they play against, no, I was just talking just generally for the playoffs. But if they match up oh. against each other, that'd be good. But I'm saying, is if, as in like, if, if they want an advantage, they put them at the five. At the five, and it, and you saw that all last um, playoffs with them um, AD at the five, and I think it's what um, the Mavericks and Rick Carlisle had in mind for Paul Zingas, but he, he obviously, if, I, if I'm correct, got injured in the series against um, the Clippers. The Clippers, yeah. So, yeah, he's he's one to watch. You've got Pascal Siakam above him before. Go on, tell me why. I think Pascal's still got a resume that okay. needs to be respected. Uh, you, you've been waiting to make this argument. Yeah, <laughs> Ever since we got the show together, you've been like, ah, oh, I need to make this Pascal argument. Go on, go off. Tell us, tell us why Pascal Siakam is a, is rightfully, in, in your in your opinion, a top five power forward in this league. Because last time there were actual NBA fans, he led a second-seeded team to the playoffs. He was a uh, all-NBA second-team player. 
Okay. He had career. He had a career year. Of course, you could say it was a fluky year. He might have just, but the year before that, he was the second best player on a championship winning team. Now, only AD in this list can say that he has got that accolade as well. And I think a lot of people don't give Siakam credit in the sense that. He was the second best player in a championship winning team. And then after that, he became an All-NBA player. For a lot of guys, if those two years... If that 48-month or 24-month window mm. was their whole career... It makes their career. That, that'd be a, oh my God, this oh guy... God. Do you know what I mean? Mm, and mm. the fact that that's a two-year window for Pascal and now he's still slandered for, what, 10 bad games, 20 bad games, is like, to me, is, is completely unfair. And I don't want to be reactionary because there will come a day where he'll fix it. Uh, like his rhythm will come back. He'll fix it up and he'll start to play out. I keep I keep saying this about players that we keep touching on. So I've said this about Yanis and I've said this about Jason Tatum. But, and, I keep, and I need to mention because I think it's important. But he's another one of those hard workers. I don't think everyone in the league works hard. But he's yeah. another one that you know that Pascal Saka in the off-season is working hard to fix what, what he can improve in his game. Um, my problem, my thing is, and I want to get your take on this before I give you a rebuttal to it, because I think I've got a good rebuttal. Um, Only if I disagree. You, I think you probably will. Actually, I don't know. Um, Pascal Siakam can never be the second best player on the team. What do you mean? You can't You can't win a championship with Pascal Siakam as your number one, as your main man. Oh, you said second best. The second first. best. The second best player. Yeah, no, he can only be a second oh. best player in a championship winning team. Matt, sorry, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You agree? Yeah, there's and, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. The there thing is nothing Pascal wrong with that. Yeah. He gives me. He gives, sorry. He gives me vibes of Scottie if you when exactly when Michael Jordan retired on um, the back of that season, everyone was like the Bulls are going to go down in flames. The same way when Kawhi, the yeah. Raptors are going down in flames. The season that Scottie Pippen had after that gives me a lot of Siakam vibes. Yeah, definitely. Were kind of like. Toronto redemption, redemption kind of same yeah. way that uh, um, Scotty Pippen had his own kind of redemption. Redemption, yeah. As Revenge like, yeah, away. Yeah, as in kind listen, of, yeah, I can, I'm still that guy. Exactly. Um, There's a reason why me and Mike were winning this many times because I'm also legit. Fair, I agree with you then. If, you, if you're if you firing that point, I'm firing that point. I, I think, definitely think I think so. then in that case, I would say that Siakam could be could be an elite second player on a championship winning team and, I, and I'm fine with that. I can live with that. I think, I think they may... The only argument I could make, which might be based off semantics, is if you get another shot maker on his team that you could argue isn't better than him, that's the only way he could be the best player on a championship winning team. Oh, okay, because he couldn't work with another forward. With another, if he works with another guard or forward, okay. that's a shot maker like Middleton, Levine, someone like that, Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Levine Murray, would be a very someone nice like fit. someone like any kind of guard forward that can kind of. You can give him the ball and make those shots mm. for him, but through the totality of the game, you'd be like, Siakam's the best player on that team. Mm. That's the only way he could sneak a championship run or any okay. type of contender. Okay. Um, yeah. I think I'm, him I'm as the that. sole best player on the team with just role players I don't think it wouldn't work. be legit. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it worked. But then again, I think that people hold that against him, which, like you keep saying. You hold that against him. You Why? Got, you got to hold that against Paul George. You got to hold that against. Tatum's going against so many other guys that, yeah. that are trying to be number ones that aren't winning. Number ones, yeah, you're right. There's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. I think, I don't know, man. I just think that, we, like you said, you keep saying is the social media era. Yeah. People just keep clowning and clowning. Um, I think the one thing I could say is that in defense of 
the uh, Siakam argument, mm. like the argument against him is the fashion that he flamed out in last year was completely unacceptable. It He's was, a max player. Also, that was the first time. I think don't don't get too heavy onto that because it's the first time he's been in the playoffs as the main man, and True. the fashion was so egregious how he flamed out. It was like that's something wrong. This is not just him. Does that make sense? I, I think. Like, what was he shooting? What was he from three? Like twelve percent or something? Come on, man! It was that's disgusting. It was so disgusting that you're like that has to be an anomaly. But at the same time, it's it's one of them where he played that bad. He was bad in the bubble before it, and he's bad now after it. It's a thing where it's like when you look at it. As a neutral or even if someone's trolling him, but if you look at it through the totality of that window, that's about 20, 30 odd games mm. where he's been horrific. Mm. And that is a sample size. Nice. And it should be used. Is that, for you as a Toronto Raptors fan, is that concerning? It is concerning because there is games where he comes out and I think my complete evaluation of him is, to me, he seems average at basically everything. Okay. And... When he does excel is when all of them are clicking. He looks unstoppable and everything clicks. He's a very good defender. No, I think maybe of defence aside. Yeah, okay. But I think offensively, like in the post, his mid-range shot, his three-ball shot. doesn't come like, naturally. Like, fini- I think even finishing inside, he's an above-average finisher, but nothing like elite. I think transition, his transition play is really good. Mm. But I think aside from that and defence, I think he's pretty average or slightly it's above average. average at everything he's an average half court player yeah okay. and I think that holds him back when he has these mental lapses where he's playing bad because he misses couple shots he misses couple layups that's a bad game like he's not going to recover because he's so average at everything across the board that if he starts bad and he doesn't really make up he doesn't have that kind of like he doesn't excel mm. at any particular skill set where he can redeem himself. Mm. No, I agree. And to me, that's very worrying because that causes the the inconsistencies in his game. Mm. No, I agree. I agree. I, I agree completely. And all that with Pascal Siakam, I think we should stop being reactionary in terms of how good he is and how bad he is. Um, quickly, we have a lot of time left. We're going to mention our honorable mention. Our honorable mentions. Just shell them off quickly. Oh. Jeremy Grant, Zion, Zion Blake, Tobias, Julius Randle's a weird one because that's more that of just a. Don't, this is your. This is completely on you. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna out loud put this on him that he's put Julius Randle in there. Go on. I mean, I have to. We got Tobias and and Blake, and Draymond. But here. don't do that to Blake and Draymond. Don't do that because Julius Randle. Would... So we're putting Draymond here, but we're not allowed to put Julius Randle. No. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm. I'm I think. I, I like think two Dr- points per game. Bro. I, I think Draymond Green stinks. Yeah, but. I don't think Julius Randle should be in this discussion at all. He just literally the sample size of Julius Randle we get into this discussion is ten games. Draymond so Green. Yeah, ten games. Yeah, whatever. It's whatever, man. It's uh, right. I do you know what. Yeah, Julius Randle was so bad last year, so bad. You mean the Knicks were so bad? They were year. bad, but he was so bad last year. He was so bad. The, I was reading so many blogs of Knicks fans just thinking, yeah. There, were, there was one Knicks fan that was just like, I'm not gonna support this team until Julius Randle is traded. Like Julius Randle was bad, bad last year, and he had a good start to the season, but it's not like he had an unbelievably outrageous start to this and he's at a start to what we thought Julius Randle already was it was like you're a good power forward I think he's you're a like young a... the thing is he's a young player he's been dumped in a situation that he doesn't want to be in and he's made the most of it by he wasn't great at the Pelicans either he wasn't but 
that's another situation he was dumped at that he didn't want to be in. Yeah. He's been thrown in another situation now. He's got the whole city of New York or what he did last year or the, the year or so. But he got dumped in the biggest team in New York, mm. in Madison Square Garden, and no one around him is even good, remotely good, apart from RJ Barrett, who's another shot chucker. And all he did is he just dashed up some shots and just said, fuck it, I'm just going to play the way I want to play. And... I think now that they've got Tibbs and now they've trying to build a little bit of something around him, mm. he's playing great. There's, not, there's nothing I can hold against him. Um, we've got three on this list that are here because of reputation. We don't have a lot of time, so I'm just going to tell you who they are. There's LMA, Draymond, and Ibaka, and they're just here on the basis of the very little they can still bring. Body of work. Body of work, and when they are good, they are good, I guess. Um... Tobias Harris a little bit like that too. Blake Griffin a little bit like that. Blake Griffin's had one bad... He's had a bad start to this year. But apart from his injury last year, his first season with the Pistons was his best year. And yeah. I think... I'm still confident that if you took Blake Griffin out of the Pistons, put him in a better situation, you get Blake Griffin of his first Pistons here. And then you've got the ones that we think... these. I think these four are the ones that are up and coming power forwards. And that's Jeremy Grant, Zion Williamson, John Collins and... Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. Um, out of all of them, quickly, we're going to pick one. So who are your favourite out of the four? And quickly tell me why. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. for sure. And why? I think he's he's a great shot maker. Okay. He's very mobile in open space, and he can. He's got a three ball as well. He's got a nice soft touch around the rim, and he's a defensive player as well. Okay. To me, I already like his offense, but the fact that he's a defensive player as well to me makes that's that's the outstanding quality for me that's, that, that tips him over that's, the scale. That's so funny because mine out of the four. Is Jeremy Grant, and now I like Jeremy Grant. Jeremy well. Grant is an elite defensive player, but for me, that he's just started to add some. I've nowhere I've been watching the Pistons here and there, and I'm like, oh, your defensive game is getting so much nicer. So now he's adding the offensive game, as opposed to Jerry Jar- um, J- Jackson Jr., Jr. who's adding the defensive game. So it's like, I think out of those, Jeremy Grant and Jared Jackson Jr., the easy one would be Between Zion. Them, they're very young as well. They are very young. Same with Zion. Zion's got Zion's a lot of potential. Very Zion's very limited. I don't want to say that yet. Like I've that. seen that a lot. I don't want to say that yet. I don't want to say that yet. No, but I mean, it, it's not... I understand I think he's using what he's got. Lot, I've seen, I, think he, I think he's using what he's got. Quite a big build in that. I don't want to... I'm not ready to commit to that take yet. Even though I understand that take. And John Collins is very good as well. He's, just, he's not great defensively, but he is also a classic stretch for... John Collins yeah but I think Collins as well he's very athletic as well yeah he is and um, it'll be interesting he to see what happens with him because he's not happy at the Hawks and whoever picks yeah. him up will get a good deal with him because he's a very good player definitely a lot of these disgruntled players the team they go to ends up fleecing the one they left yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. it's always a just get rid of him you just get rid of him we move him on to, yeah. yeah we have to move him on um, yeah well that's that that's been our power rankings for power forward I hope you've enjoyed this I've been with lead I've been fed and we'll see you later